comes sweeping down the plain, and the wavering wheat can sure smell the smell when the wind comes right behind the Branded, written by Jacob Foster, edited and produced by Alexandria Carr. The following contains depictions of violence and topics that some listeners may find difficult or triggering to hear. We ask the audience to exercise best judgment before listening to this production. Listener discretion is advised. Our story begins with two best friends, Liz and Louise. They meet in middle school and bonded pretty quickly, mostly because they were the queer outcast and got bullied for it. But they also gave each other a sense of family, knowing they would always be there for each other, even if the rest of the world was against them. Even today, in adulthood, they continue to be best friends, always going out together, getting brunch, and taking the occasional road trips, which is where we begin now, with the two of them making plans to take a trip which may very well be their last. We need to find something fun to do. It's been forever since we've gone anywhere. Tell me about it. We haven't gone anywhere in like two years. Yeah, I want to say the last place we went to was Broken Bow. Yeah, that cabin was amazing. We need to find something like that again. I don't think we could afford a cabin that nice again. Well, obviously. I just mean like something secluded, out in nature. Just get away from it all. Okay, yeah, I'll see what I can find. Hmm, there's an event page on Facebook for an LGBTQIA nature retreat this weekend. That could be interesting. Hmm, that sounds cool. Okay, so what are the details? It says LGBTQIA nature retreat in Hera, Oklahoma, located near the Canadian River. Enjoy nature, spending time with your closest friends. This is a three-day, two-night event. Cabins with bedding will be provided. Meals included, the cost is only $150 per person. I think we can come up with $150. You know we love a good deal. Would you be down to go? Well, you know I'm cheap, but it has been forever since we've done anything fun. So yeah, why not? I'm willing to splurge. Yes! It'll be so fun to float the river. (laughs) I agree. Oh shit, we better get to booking. It says there's only two spots left. Those two spots were meant for us. Book it now. Okay, booking. You gonna cash at me? Yeah, for sure, for sure. We'll do it now before you forget because I know how you like to forget things. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. There's that forgetfulness. (laughs) (laughs) There's sense. Gracias, darling. Of course. Well, we better get to packing for the weekend. The two friends packed their bags and anxiously awaited their weekend getaway. Finally, the day arrived. The pair loaded up their luggage in the trunk of the car and were on the road right at 9.30 on the dot. Wow, we never leave on time. (laughs) (laughs) You know what they say about being fashionably late. Hopefully traffic won't be too bad and we'll be able to make good time. 
I'm ready to take a dip in this river and sit around this campfire. Me too. I hope they have s'mores. Ooh, they better. Liz and Louise drove for several hours before deciding to pull over and stop at a Sonic drive-in for lunch. They feasted on cheeseburgers and french fries, guzzled down a couple of Route 44 sized soft drinks, and because neither of them could wait to get their fix of s'mores, they both ordered a s'mores ice cream blast for dessert. They didn't know it yet, but this dessert would be much sweeter than anything that awaited them at their final destination. The two friends were unknowingly walking into a trap. Hey, slow down. I think I see our exit up ahead. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, cool. Ugh, I'm so excited. Me too. This is gonna be a blast. Maybe we'll even meet some hotties. I haven't hooked up with a guy in so long. I swear that if I didn't have a dick myself, I would have forgotten what a dick even looks like. <laughs> oh, poor thing. <laughs> but you're only allowed to get a man if I find myself a woman out there too. So ain't no way I'm gonna be left alone all weekend while you go spooning some stranger. <laughs> okay, deal. The two friends exited the highway and got onto an old pothole-filled road. The road twisted and turned, making winding curves that took them deeper into the countryside. Uh, the GPS says we're getting close, but there's literally nothing out here. No signs that advertise the place, like, nothing. Yeah, I haven't seen anything except for woods for miles. I guess when they said it was a nature getaway, they wasn't playing. Yeah, you can say that again. The car turned down a small gravel road. According to the GPS, they were only a mile away. As they made their way closer, they saw the entrance that looked like a very long driveway. They were unable to see what the driveway led up to because of the surrounding woods. They pulled into the entrance and hesitated. Um, you think this is the right place? Well, there's literally nothing else out here, so I think it has to be the right place. Hmm, I guess so. Liz gently stepped on the gas and began to drive up the long, narrow driveway that was densely packed with trees on both sides. The driveway seemed to go on forever, but at last they reached the clearing. They saw a cabin next to a peaceful looking river. They parked the car and got out. Okay, now this looks nice. Our own cabin by the river? Yeah, it does seem nice, but where's everyone at? I thought this was a big retreat for our community. I don't see anyone else or any other cars here. Um, maybe we're the first ones here. Well, that'll just give us some extra time to unpack and settle in before everyone else arrives. Okay, the confirmation said we are in bunks one and two. Let's go check it out and get situated. Liz and Luis unloaded the bags from the trunk and began to make their way towards the cabin. God, I didn't realize we packed so much shit. Well, you never know what you're gonna need. We should have thought about how far we were gonna have to lug this stuff back and forth. Oh, come on. We only brought the absolute essentials. And plus, look, we're almost there. So close. They finally reached the front of the cabin, sweat dripping down their foreheads and hands full of luggage. Luis noticed the door to the cabin was slightly ajar. So with his hands full, he used his foot to kick open the door. 
The two friends entered the cabin. The force of the kick caused the door to swing closed behind them. They then dropped their bags and collapsed onto some rather uncomfortable cots. Oh, thank goodness. They have some complimentary water bottles here for us. I could definitely use it after that long ass hike. Here, Liz, take one. Ooh, don't mind if I do. Ugh, yuck. Did yours not taste like shit? Eh, bottled water always has a weird taste to me. I was thirsty. Well, fuck that. I'll find something else to drink later. Right now, let's just relax for a minute and rest. They both lay there, trying to catch their breath after hiking all that way. After a few moments of resting, Liz opened her eyes and started to look around the cabin. Um, Luis? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Hello? Luis? Luis was suddenly feeling groggy, finding it difficult to open his eyes and focus. As he managed to open them, he could start to see the end of the cabin. There were many religious relics, statues and paintings of Jesus, crosses decorating the wall, and an altar with what appeared to be a very old Bible laying on top of it. In the corner of the cabin was a fireplace with a small fire burning. Um, what's, what's going on? What is this place? Um, come on, Louise. This isn't what we signed up for. Let's get out of here. Come on, get up. Louise attempted to stand up but stumbled. Liz managed to catch him before he fell to the ground. What's wrong? We need to leave. I'm not sure. I feel wobbly. It's hard to keep my balance. Shit. There was probably something in that damn water bottle. Okay, well, we have to get out of here now. Liz helped Louis struggle over to the door of the cabin so they could make their escape. But when they reached the door, they made a disturbing discovery. There was no handle, just the keyhole where a knob would be, and the only way to open the door was to have a key. What the fuck? We're trapped in here. How the hell did we end up in a place like this? Suddenly, a door from the back of the cabin opened. As the door opened, the two friends stood frozen in fear. They could hear a soft but evil-sounding chuckle coming from the darkness of the now-open doorway. A shadow began to emerge from the darkness. Oh, my children, fear not, for this is the place you are meant to be. Nothing in this world happens by chance. God placed you here so that you can have a chance to change your wicked ways and have a chance in eternal life. What the fuck? We didn't sign up for this. Watch your tongue. This is exactly where the two of you need to be. The Lord has put you in my path so that I may exercise these evil spirits that cloud your judgment and cause you to act in unnatural and sinful ways. Today is your day of reckoning. What's going on? I, I don't understand. What is going on? Where is everyone else? <laughs> you two are the only ones here. Those last two spots were the only two spots. I prefer to do the Lord's work of conversion in smaller groups of settings. And now that the Lord has placed you in my path, the conversion therapy can begin. This is sick. 
You just lure people here and try to force them to be straight? Fuck this. Luis attempted to lunge <clears throat> towards the man that was now <clears throat> holding them captive. Stop. As he bolted Please. forward, he stumbled on? and fell to the ground. <clears throat> he was still feeling some effects from the lace water he had drank earlier. <laughs> Doesn't look like you're going anywhere in a hurry. That was some mighty powerful holy water you drank there earlier. <laughs> You two sit down now. It's time for Bible study. Liz helped Luis up off of the ground and the two of them sat down next to each other on one of the cots. They were both terrified, unsure what was next to come. Please, please, just let us go. We won't tell anyone anything. Hush! You two will shut your mouths. Listen to what the Lord has to say and repent for your wicked ways. Man shall not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Leviticus 18.22. Fuck you. Fuck what your dumb book has to say. We aren't abominations. You will repent and you will change. And that change is going to start right now. What do you mean? What are you talking about? The two of you going to be straight. Starting now. You. Be a real man and kiss her. Huh? What? No. No. Uh, you're crazy. No. God created Adam and Eve. Not Adam and Steve. Not Madam and Eve. And the two of you must do what the Lord thems natural. Now kiss. No. No, I won't do it. Do it now. Or I will have to resort to more drastic measures to save your souls. Liz and Louise looked at one another. They were afraid of what was to come if they did not give into this sick man's twisted demands. Fine, fine, we'll do it. What, Liz? What the hell are you thinking? Look, I don't want to do this either, but I'm scared and I, I don't know what to do and I just I want this to stop. Let's just kiss and get it over with. I mean, we've kissed before, right? Yeah, I mean, when we were drunk at a party, this is fucking different, Liz. I know, but one kiss won't hurt, and it's definitely not gonna change who we are. Let's just kiss now, like we did then, and maybe he'll just let us go. Fine. The two friends reluctantly began to inch their faces closer together. The sadistic preacher watched them with an evil stare. He took delight as the pair's lips slowly started touching. There, we did it. Yes, that's it. Can't you feel the difference? Feel the way the God Almighty intended. Now, that was a good start. But I think the two of you need a little more work to really change. What are you talking about? Run your hand across her arm and start to slowly caress her chest. Feel the curves of her body. Be a man and take her in your hands. Mm. One man and one woman. Just the way God intended. No! Fuck! What the fuck? We're Hell no. No, we're not doing Hell that. No. no. I don't think the two of you realize that I'm trying to spare your souls from the everlasting flames of hell. Maybe I need to give you a little taste of hellfire to convince you to change your ways. The preacher started towards the small fireplace in the back of the cabin. Sitting in the flames was a red hot branding iron. The man picked it up and headed towards Liz and Louise. 
What are you doing? Please, don't hurt us. If the idea of burning for all eternity won't convince you to change your ways, perhaps actually filling the flames of hell will do the trick. And I promise you, this will hold a whole lot less than the pain you will feel in the lakes of everlasting fire. Now start touching each other. He swung the glowing red end of the branding iron in their direction. He clearly had no problem with hurting them to get what he wanted them to do. Please, please, do not make us do this, please. Please don't burn us. You don't know what kind of pain you'll be putting us through. The preacher looked at Liz and Louise dead in the eyes. Oh, children, I do understand. I know what you're feeling, and I know you can be saved. I'm going to fix you, just like they fixed me. Hallelujah! The man lifted up his shirt to reveal a scar, a scar that was left from the same branding iron that he was now threatening them with. The two friends felt their hearts sink. They could see that he was once a victim of abuse himself, and now become the abuser. No, please, please. You don't have to do to us what they did to you. Young man, what they did to me was a service. I felt the flames of hell through this iron, and it caused me to change my sick and sinful ways. Praise the Lord! You're a fucking psychopath. This is wrong on so many levels. The time for talking is long gone. Now feel the scorching flames of hell and repent! The preacher man pointed the red-hot end of the branding iron towards both of them. They whimpered in fear as it came closer and closer. He started to swing the glowing end of the iron back and forth between them as if he was playing a twisted game of any, many, mighty mo while inching it closer and closer. They could begin to feel the heat on their skin. The sensation of the heat caused something to snap inside of Liz. She knew if she didn't act now, it would be too late for them. She began screaming and forcefully kicking the man in the groin, causing him to fall on the ground and set the iron flying across the room. Liz took this opportunity to keep fighting her attacker to make sure that once he was down, he would stay down. Luis was still partially feeling the effects of the drugs in his system, but was able to slowly crawl off the cot and began dragging his way over towards the iron as Liz continued to punch their attacker in the face. Almost there. So close. As Luis got closer to the iron, he could see that the glowing red tip was lightly touching the corner of a curtain. There was a small wisp of smoke coming from the fabric. As the smoke became larger and darker, Louise could see small flames beginning to emerge. The flames grew and began to engulf the entire curtain. He grabbed the iron away from the now blazing flames and began crawling towards Liz and the evil preacher. Louise made it over to Liz and the preacher. He summoned every ounce of strength he could lifted up the branding iron and placed it right on the preacher's face. He screamed as it seared his flesh. As the man screamed, Liz stood over him and stared as he pathetically writhed in agony. Liz, we have to get out of here. This place is burning down to the ground. He must have the key to get out. Liz stayed, standing over the preacher, continuing to watch him struggle in pain. And now, 
is the time for you to pay for your sins, all the pain and abuse that you caused. Now you will burn in this hell. Liz swung her foot back with every ounce of strength she had in her and brought it forward with every bit of force her body could exert. Her foot made contact with the preacher man's face. She could feel the bones of his jaw snapping as her foot collided into him. The man made one last groan and fainted. Liz, we need a key to open the door. Check his pockets. <laughs> okay. <coughs> I'm checking. <coughs> Hurry. <coughs> Liz dug through his pockets, searching for the key. The two of them were quickly being overtaken by the smoke and flames. She finally found what she was searching for. Luis, I got it. Come on. Come on, Luis. The effects from the lace water combined with all the smoke had made Luis nearly unresponsive. Liz ran over to her friend and attempted to help him up towards the door. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> help me. Come on, come on. We're, we're almost there. Liz dragged Luis to the door and then reached into her pocket for the key. Boards engulfed in flames began to fall from the ceiling as the building succumbed to the fire. They could feel the intense heat growing hotter with every passing second. Liz was coughing and struggling to get air as she attempted to unlock the door. Just as she thought the two of them were doomed, she felt the metal of the key on her fingertips. She took out the key and placed it in the lock. Yes, yes, yes! Come on, Luis. Come on. Just come on, just a little bit further. Liz had dragged Luis out of the cabin and laid him out on the grass. He was still coughing, but his color began to come back to normal as he took in more oxygen. Liz was relieved that she had saved herself and her best friend from the most terrifying encounter either of them would have ever experienced. But her relief was short-lived. She knew she had to end this once and for all. She had to keep this man from ever torturing anyone like this ever again. She summoned up every last ounce of strength she had and made her way back towards the cabin. She stared into the cabin and yelled, Let's see if your God saves you now. With those final words, Liz slammed the door of the cabin shut and sealed the preacher man to his final fiery fate never to harm anyone else again. How about a double dose of horror? The Queer Fierce team has cooked up a brand new podcast titled Horror, horror Society. Society. Where we dive deeper into the world of horror and all things queer. Stream episodes bi-weekly and feed your dark horror soul.